0: This is Go Powercat publisher Tim Fitzgild, and we appreciate you listening to the Powercat podcast. You can now subscribe to our podcast with iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, among many others. Or you can just come to gopowercat.com and use the megaphone.fm player. And remember, K-State fans, you can get 30% off an annual subscription to gopowercat.com. Complete, independent, professional coverage of Kansas State sports. With analysis and commentary, you will find nowhere else. Now here's the PowerCat Podcast.
1: The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the Cat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the PowerCat Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald.
0: They have returned from Texas, and they seem to be the same. I don't understand. I thought Texas in the summer would change them, but Riley Gates and Zach Carlson, along with T. Scott Fritzman, who's not here on the podcast, are back from Texas literally minutes ago. It's hotter here. Yeah, it's miserable. Uh, hot is hot. I'm just, I'm cranky. This is the Powercat Podcast. <laughs> and we're going to crank it up for mid-July. We weren't going to do one, and then we thought, yeah, we're going to do one. I was going to try to do one on my own, and then I ended up at Basketball Media, which was actually very good. I wasn't very, uh, I, I had other things I needed to accomplish, but that was very good. It was good to see the new players. Um, yeah, so here we are how was Texas? How, how was the event? You were at AT&T Stadium. You, Riley Gates are a Cowboys fan and you were in the chapel, the sanctuary, the uh, I don't It uh, was ground. pretty dope.
2: It's cool. It's, okay I I yeah. I always thought my first time there would be a Cowboy game. So Oh, you admit, had never been there? That's the first time I've been. Wow. Gotta admit kind of depressed. But uh, Zach and I both came to the conclusion that Yes, it's large on the outside. On the inside, it's a big stadium, but it doesn't look that much bigger than any other stadium on the inside.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff. It has more
2: suites, but like real stadium seats... Not very impressive. There's a lot of hype, honestly. You turn on the TV and Joe Buck's like, the house that Jerry built. And you're like, okay, let's go. Big stadium. And you're like, uh, actually, it's just a stadium. Well, it's got a special scoreboard. Even yeah. the Jumbotron's like, eh. I feel like the Jumbotron, while yes, it is large, gets hyped up by people that go there because they think they have to hype it up.
0: I don't know, man. It's pretty impressive.
2: No, no, I'm not saying it's not impressive. I it's mean, big. If you've been to a Texas
3: Longhorns game, you're like, eh,
2: it's just in the middle now. That's coming from a Cowboy fan, too, by the way.
0: Well, uh, last time I was there f- was for a K-State game.
2: Yikes. And, <laughs> Fridge uh, got confused this week. He goes, I remember DeAnthony Thomas running down this sideline. And I was like, no, you don't. No, I don't know. <laughs> no. He's like, oh, yeah, wrong year. Got him mixed up. Two good years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, but I love the story about Coach Snyder. Spot, they spotted someone in a suite watching their practice. It was Jerry Jones, who was an Arkansas booster graduate, so that there was some concern there. But it's his house,
2: I think. Jerry got to do whatever the hell Jerry wanted to do. Yep, did Ward get back to Bill
3: saying, Uh, sir, it's the owner of the building?
0: Yes, that it did, and I don't think he gave a damn.
2: <laughs> Oh. Well, I don't think they gave the damn that Bill didn't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think this was just a vicious circle <laughs> I don't give a damn. Well, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn
0: either. I don't give a damn that you don't give a damn. <laughs> Somebody had more power in that situation. <laughs> this is the cat Podcast. We are sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Get into the fridge when you're in town. You will not regret your decision unless you're underage. Then you won't be able to get in, and you'll regret ever going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I'm always amazed that every time I ask Kevin at the fridge, so you happy with it? Yeah, we love the show. Like, really? Do you listen to your reads? Yeah, we love them. Okay. I don't think they're listening. Okay. Great partners. They're great people. It's a great uh, it's a great establishment, great uh, retail business, no matter what they were selling. They just happened to sell uh, booze, so we talk about alcohol because it's our sponsor. It's hard for some people. To Is know. that how ads work? That's how ads work. You talk about their product. Oh. I know. It's very confusing to some people. Uh, and uh, this segment sponsored by Tanner's. A buddy of mine called today, guys, and uh, I told him I'm not going on the road again this year. For the most part, I might go down to Stillwater.
2: Pistols firing.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I probably won't because we're going to really focus in on this post game podcast, and we're going to make a big announcement about that because we have an analyst um, on board to be part of the show. And... Um, It's a blast from the past. Someone really good. He's got on-air experience. This is going to be really good. It's going to be – I'm I'm fired up. He's fired up. So – but I'm making a commitment to do that Post game, Home game, after the press conference, I'll come down here and dial him up. He's not in market. He watches every game, but he's not in market. So – and then on the road, you guys will be out there, and we'll do a quicker podcast because, you know, I'm not there. So – we're not there for the post-game stuff, and we'll get that knocked out. Um, I was going somewhere with this. It was, it was going to be good. Oh, so anyhow, my, my buddy Ben said, hey, are you going to Mississippi State? I said, no. And he goes, why don't you have a watch party at Tanner's and have a promotion at Tanner's? We'll come watch the game with Fitz at Tanner's. Like, well, first of all, i got to work. I mean, you know, I'm not just – I'm not getting – I've still got to type and talk. I'm, I'll be at a watch party with no alcohol. That seems to defeat the purpose for me, Tim Fitzgerald. But, oh, it's kind of a cool idea. I'm sure Tanner's would be down for it. I don't know. I have to ask Jeremy.
2: Do I have to go to the Mississippi State game now?
0: Oh, you you, you want to go to the Mississippi State game. If there's a watch
2: party at Tanner's. do you want time. to know why, more cowbell. <laughs> That is true. That's going to be a thing, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. they banned them here.
0: It's I a thing for them that. all the time. Yeah, they just. Well, yeah, says,
2: but I mean, I'm saying it wasn't here. Yeah, this is,
0: everyone says it's annoying beyond belief. Hopefully, it is a soundproof glass. I, from what I understand, remember that podcast, Zach. When I put the potato chips eating yep. underneath, that's what the cowboys are.
3: No, I think it's Campos. probably going to be like... Sound like potato chips? World Cups, <laughs> 2010 Vuvuzelas, but 10 oh, times worse. Oh,
0: that was horrible. Oof. That was horrible. Well, we are here in the WTC Gig Power Studios. I had to read it. I started to say something different. I admit it. It's been a while. It's Yeah, you know, I'm off my game. It's 170 degrees out right now. And uh, I don't think that's true, but... It feels like it. Let's get rolling. Here's your questions from Wabah Station, from uh, all our great subscribers. If you want to ask questions, just become a subscriber. Get 30% off. Go do it. Do it. Football season's almost here. You really need to get after that. Here's Zach Carlson, our MC.
3: From AZCat05,
2: what are your biggest takeaways from Big 12 Media Day? Got some confident coaches in this league. Some very confident coaches from the top to the bottom. Lincoln Riley is confident and he lost Kyler Murray. Although he added one another good quarterback. I don't think he's the hell's that dude's deal. How does he keep doing
0: that? Well if you, you've think had that's back bogus. to back Heisman guys, if you're Jalen Hurts, you want to transfer there. Yeah. The the track record means you're getting a Heisman. He's not even gonna be all Big Twelve. Write
2: that down. Oh okay. He's feeling good. Tom Herman is feeling good. That he was calling Georgia out on the podium. It's like, uh, yikes, bro. Well, yikes. I mean, I think Tech's going to be good, but come on. Uh, Gary Patterson, I just felt his swagger. And I, for good reason, too. TCU would have been much better than last year if they hadn't had an injury yet. I think every position on the field.
0: Yeah, they had a lot of injuries.
2: You can talk about K State having injuries at times. Some team TCU was depleted. So I think they're like fifty to one odds or something like that to win the Big Twelve. I'd go put money on them. I'm just saying, if you're looking for an underdog, well, money in what way? Possible Big Twelve championship. I mean, if you're if you're like looking for a sleeper team to win the Big Twelve championship, I would say TCU. If they get good quarterback play, yeah, they they've got ninety of them.
0: They got poor Alex Dalton. I know I, Alex might start the first game, and that'll be it. Well, at least the Ohio State kid's not eligible so yeah I think I think he's a placeholder until well I don't know the kid they played last year that got hurts pretty good. I
2: but I guess what I'm trying to say is those guys were all confident I felt like Chris Kleiman was up there pretty being pretty confident Les miles did something up there.
0: look <laughs> look I, he came across as confident but he was reading it off notes which doesn't communicate that I'm really confident it communicates I, I need notes. I guess what I'm
2: We'll the, get into that later too. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to the big picture I'm trying to say here is it feels like every coach is as they should, feels good about their team, but I don't know, it just felt different to me this year.
0: Okay, quick uh I'm probably stepping on questions, I don't care. Uh Matt Wells and
2: uh and Neil Brown.
0: Neil Brown, what'd you think?
2: I thought Matt Wells was a lot more impressive on the podium than he was in the breakouts. Interesting. Maybe he was more tired, I don't know. He at, at the breakouts when I was there, he was just kinda like Eh, whatever. Eh. He Didn't really have a lot of enthusiasm, I didn't think. Granted I wasn't with him that long, full disclosure, but anyways. Neil Brown, I I think he's I think he's a good coach. I'm only worried about him being at West Virginia. I just I can't ever peg that program.
0: You I know I think it's a great fit. I think I think everyone hired extremely well for their circumstance. Yeah. I mean, everyone yeah. hired what they needed. And I and, and I sincerely mean that. I think Neil Brown, who came within a whisker of getting an offer from K-State, would not have stayed. He wants to be at a school just like West Virginia, more rural. Not that this is a cosmopolitan school, but southern rural.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though West Virginia is much further north than Manhattan, Kansas, which is weird to think about. But he mentioned it at the podium. He's five hours from his home in Kentucky where he's born or raised or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. It's it's right, it's right in that pocket, in his comfort zone. And so I think he's really comfortable there. And, you know, Wells is more of a Western guy and, and Lubbock's as far west as you can currently go in this conference.
2: I'll also say that I think some coaches are overlooking Chris Kleiman. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go, go on. on the record and say that because I think only a couple made a point to say, like, hey, you know, he did a lot of really great things in North Dakota, you know, like – Ah, man, who, which coach was it? Was it? I want to say it was Lincoln Riley, but I, I don't know if it was for sure, so don't quote me on that. But one of them talked about all the national championships he's won. Like, they knew about him. They they were respecting him. I felt like the other coaches were kind of like, you know, I think he's a good coach. He you know, had success.
0: What well, we don't realize, you don't fully grasp, and he's, people have alluded to it, he runs in those circles. You know, he... he He's friends with Dabo Sweeney because you do camps and they bring you in. Um, that's not uncommon. They might bring in a a really high-profile, successful high school coach to a camp too. It's just so they get to know each other. They're on a more connected level. Um, you know, I just I, I mentioned it about recruiting, and people thought I was attacking Chris. No, I'm just saying when you're when you're out there, it's like, well, isn't that cute what they did? Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that adorable? You know, I had to explain to someone on Twitter that no, it wasn't Division II. You don't know that if you don't know the difference between FCS and Division II, you probably should sit this one out.
2: It wasn't playing Washburn. Yeah, exactly. That's Division II.
0: So um, I can see a lot of these coaches like, oh, I did it at Troy. I won games at Troy. Right. And, and look, Troy was a really good football program. Utah State, where Wells was, a really good football program. North Dakota State probably beats them.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And from the Kansas State standpoint, everyone seemed like they were more open than they oh were in Oh, my God. Holy past. cow.
2: I can't wait for you guys to start reading some of our features and, like, watching videos of these players. I've never seen the weight come off of shoulders on kids so much as they did this week.
0: You know, when D. Scott uh, texted and said, I got a kind of special Skylar Thompson thing, I'm like, oh, no, what do we got here? What do we got? And I want it free. You know, it's like, okay. Then I read it. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. That was really cool. That young man poured his heart out, uh, and he was the only local area guy there, um, so he wanted to put it out. It, if you haven't read that, uh, we did overwhelm you, and we apologize with a lot of coverage. In fact, on Friday, Riley, I want to go back and uh, consolidate the uh, coach's things into one more approachable thing. Okay. Basically, I want to do a. 10 thing of the 10 things. We'll talk content planning right now. No, no. But <laughs> that got lost. That went awry because we had big plans for that. D. Scott did all these features and all these coaches and we were going to add quotes from the podium unto it. And for whatever the, the quote service, which is amazingly reliable typically, was incredibly slow.
2: Yeah, it was weird.
0: By the end of day one, we still didn't. were missing three coaches. I was like, what is going on? You've got Bullsby and two coaches, and the day is over. Yeah, they probably couldn't hear it very well underneath the jumbotron. That's you know what, it, it did feel like they went back and had to redo the whole thing every time. And and I don't know, maybe they weren't there and they were doing it over. They a, were there. A line. They were there.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. Anyways, but we can yeah, talk we about got that. Off, we got off there. Yeah. Sorry a content plan in front of you guys.
0: No, it's awesome. We had so much content. We just
2: we had t- over we had about twenty five solely media day items in a two day period. That doesn't count the two countdown days of Fritches that went, and doesn't count. Like I guess it's just not really a piece of content. I just recapped our Monday content. I mean, there was so much stuff from media day. And it was just like whole oh. yeah. extra videos I did that weren't yeah. even their own content
3: pieces that were just inside stories. Yeah, it's it was absurd. We did a lot. So.
0: I wish I'd gone for the networking and you know just all that stuff that I enjoy. But you guys kick butt, and I wrote the probably the exact same columns I would have written from down there. Um, Bulls, I always write about Bolzby because you know, I'm always mad at the conference. <laughs> so I always want to vent that the conference sucks. This year it was, hey, you got the Big Twelve now, you got it right. Uh, and then he didn't see your shadow this year. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and uh, you know the Kleiman thing just kind of fell in my lap from quotes. Yeah.
3: From Azcato Five again. How do you think Chris Kleiman did at his first media day?
2: Amazing, phenomenal. He did excellent. How was he in the breakouts? Good. I was telling this to Zach and D. Like I went over there and asked him a couple questions, and he was. Personable, he was like interacting. I asked him about Dalton. I'm like, you know, hey, Dalton, Dalton Jones in this role now where he's the main receiver. What? Do you, and he cuts me off and he's like, I think he's pretty excited. Don't you think he's pretty excited? So like, he was comfortable. He loved it too. Like I've never seen a coach love media day so much. He was like, I. He's like, I'm gonna be honest. I love being here. I'm I'm so jacked up. This is so cool. And I'm like, all right. All right. Saying reporters' names. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like he knew them, but he like, he got the dressing people on the podium because oh, you I had saw to that. identify yourself. Yeah,
0: because yeah. I'm um, Jenny Carlson. Yeah.
2: Ah, Jenny, yeah. great question. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so so I don't know. He, he did reminds great. me of the
3: national championship, though, too. He was kind of like that yeah. there. So it's just. Yeah.
2: yeah. But i like, and there, I thought it was like, oh, he knows the North Dakota State yeah. reporters. So this just, so we should introduce ourselves every time we ask a question, <laughs> every <laughs> week. But no, I've never, like, the power move by him. To recruit on the podium. That was amazing. And I don't think that many people caught it. It was good. Because he always talks about Carson Wentz. He always drops Easton stick in there. But he was like, he straight up said, like, why wouldn't you want to come play for me? Did you see what I've done? Did you see what I've accomplished? Did you see what the players that played for me did? I was like, all right. Flex on him, coach. That was pretty awesome. So he did great there. He did great in the breakouts. He did, and and he didn't dodge questions. You know, I asked him about Hunter Rising, and I mean, no, he wasn't going to go into details about it. But I mean, I felt like he respected the question. He wasn't mad that I brought it up. So I, I thought he did great.
0: His one flaw, ready? How many quotes started with "It's pretty simple"? <laughs> it's it's pretty simple.
2: I didn't realize it. It did. I'm going to go yeah. back. and Particularly
0: look now. in his breakout on TV with the one-on-one with the guy who was a coach's son. Thanks for telling us that against CT. I think that was his initials. You know, I'm a coach's son. Oh, great. you said that to every coach. Um, But he started almost every quote. It's pretty simple. That was his fault. Anytime you're in a a different situation, you might, uh, or you might.
3: Like I was saying.
0: Comfort words, comfort phrases. It's pretty simple. Bridges me into my thought. Yeah. You know, here's some stuff you can cut from the quote while I gather my thoughts. (laughs) It's pretty simple.
3: From I like pickles cat was Alex Stelton at Media Days, and if not, is
2: what is the feeling toward him at TCU? And he wasn't at Media Day, which I don't want to say was weird, but I kind of thought they'd bring him. And I actually after he talked, after Gary Patterson talked about Alex Stelton, I was more shocked that pretty he high didn't, praise. Man. Yeah, he loves him. And I think he loves him as a player. I think he loves him as a leader, which is why I was shocked he wasn't in Arlington, but. I can see him wanting to protect him because we would have swarmed Alex. We would have been all over him writing that story. So I can't say I was totally shocked he wasn't there. I just kind of thought he would be. But TCU likes him.
0: Plus the airfare. Yeah, man, he had to fly him in from Fort Worth.
2: <laughs> Gary Patterson was like, <laughs> thanks that. for having him in here. We're 15-minute drive. I had a staff meeting this morning. <laughs> like, Coach Snyder lives on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like Fitz said, it just, I think, I think Gary Patterson likes Alex Delton. I think he feels confident with what he has, but I don't think he's going to be the, the first option. I think he's going to look at some different options, and if they don't pan out, then he'll go to Alex. But I, th- I think Alex is going to encounter the same problems he encountered at K State. He wasn't, wasn't a great passer. He was kind of one dimensional. He figured him out pretty easily. So, I'd be shocked if we see tons of Alex this year at TCU. But they certainly do, as Fitz Sorry, turn turns on the, on the fan. I'm
1: having a hot flash.
2: I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I anyways, long story short, no, he wasn't there. But, yes, they like him
3: at
0: TCU. Oh, my hot flashes.
3: From KSU number one, should KU be concerned about Les
0: Miles' health? Yeah, let, me, let me No, read. let's just, I know where he's going with this. Um, he, look, who was that from? KSU number one. It's a great question. And I think if you're KU, I want to hand. Well, we're going to joke. Make, I'm going to make a lot of jokes about the note cards, um, just because it's funny. But there's something going on here, guys. And um, I think we now know why nobody else was hiring him. That he ended up at Kansas, which isn't, you know, I mean, in in terms of power five football, it's as low as you can get, honestly. He's got some memory issues. We saw it at his opening press conference. Just they get lost. He gets lost. You can almost see like, I don't remember what I'm saying. I'm not sure what I'm doing. Where I'm at. What's going on? And then it comes back. And uh, you know, as someone who's got dementia throughout the family, and I'm very aware of it. It's, it's there's something going on here, and it's. Mm, I was. It's really uncomfortable. It really is. He's not holding many press conferences, and I think we know why. Yeah, he's he's an odd duck. Look, it, he is. He's a very eccentric guy. I mean, he likes acting. You get, you know, he that's great. That's fine. If I'm Kansas, um, I am. I embrace it. And you know, Pat Summit went through similar things that. Tennessee with her memory, say, look, we've got some some early things going on here, so weekly press conferences might be coordinators.
2: But I mean, that's that's assuming that
0: you, we would be right that he. There's has. something going on. You don't bring note card. He brought note cards up and got lost reading the note cards.
2: Yeah, and that if you're gonna prepare a statement, prepare a statement. Don't make notes. Right. Prepare the damn statement. Yeah, just say, "Hey, I got a statement here. I'm going to read go. it." That's what Bill Self did. Yep. With with the FBI investigation. Yeah, okay, like, let's move on. Now I'll, I'll address it, and that's that. And I'm not going to take any questions about it. Boom. You're done.
0: The other the other part of that is it, it could be ego. He you know he fancies himself an actor, and maybe I don't need that script. I can I can freelance this. I can improv.
2: The biggest I thing I noticed about him was that like he it's almost like. Before Media Day started, he kind of had a feel for the different topics that would be asked about him. And he knew this is what I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to say on this, you know, on every topic. And then when hit with something different that didn't fit his preparedness, uh, and he was just, he kind of panicked. I asked him straight up, I'm like, you know, you got your national championship at LSU, and Chris Kleiman has his from North Dakota State. How unique and how cool is that for the state of Kansas to have such accomplished coaches coaching their two programs? And he went into a spiel about how good of a school Kansas is and how you can win at Kansas. Well, that's fine, but that's not even close to the question I asked. That's not even that's doesn't even scratch the surface of what I asked. I think it caught him off guard. I don't think he knew what to say. Yeah,
0: there's something going on, and as a human, I'm it's concerning. Um, If there is something going on, I think they need to be forward about it. They really do. Because it's it's going to get obvious, it's going to get embarrassing, and, you know, just I hired great coaches. They'll, don't worry. We're good. We're okay.
3: Also from KSU number one, what's your take on Les Miles saying it's out of his hands on Puka because of policy, but Chris Kleiman has no problem leading and cutting a player for abuse? want easy. this one first? It,
0: it's easy to hide. Well, what, Someone else used it too. Someone else had a player suspended – it was part of our school policy, and was it Tom Herman?
2: It, Talk about the no. running back with Lincoln Riley? Lincoln it was Lincoln Riley. Riley. It was Lincoln Riley.
1: I missed it. Yeah, so. he,
0: and he used the exact same thing. It was out of my hands. It was school policy. I get that. I get that. Um, but don't hide behind it. Don't try to imply, well, I would have been tougher because we shouldn't tolerate violence against women, but they said one game, so it's okay. Coach, there's nothing Prohibiting you from saying it's three games, six games. They advised me for one game, and I don't think that's enough. Don't hide behind it. Come on, man. But, I mean, I don't know that he's ever been known as a law-and-order type coach. It's like, let's let's put the best players out there, no matter what kind of citizens they are.
2: Well, all right. Les Miles, <laughs> you knew he was going to be asked about it obviously it, it was a big topic and he gets up there and he, he reads whatever his little note cards he says quote first of all there is no proper way to put it there is no violence violence will not be accepted with women period end quote how can you stand on a podium sit at a podium a desk and Either say
0: way. you can sit, stand, squat, doesn't matter, and be that. You can
2: stand on your head. Yeah. Say that violence will not be tolerated against women. Absolutely not. And then f- stand by the one-game decision. That tells everybody that he, as long as you push it the limit all the way to the edge, the worst that's going to happen to you is you're going to miss a game.
0: Isn't it in a police report that he put his hands on a woman?
2: The affidavit did say that. Yeah. There so. were text messages where Puka admitted to striking a woman. Yeah, that's... <coughs> it's your typical one-game suspension.
0: Words and actions. Your actions, literally, here are speaking louder than your words. You're full of crap on this one. Full of crap.
3: Last question of the first half from AZ AZCat05. What, if anything, did you learn about our Big 12 opponents this week?
2: I learned that, you know, for the first time, I believe a coach, when he says that he doesn't care about the preseason pulls, and I got that from Matt Campbell based on his answer, when he said, you know, when I got here, we didn't care about the polls, and they were picked ninth, and they were three and nine overall. And clearly, they didn't care about them. And clearly, they're contenders now. Yes, the Iowa State Cyclones are contenders in the Big Twelve this year. So I learned that he does that. that I believe him in that. I, I learned that I think that he's going to continue to rebuild and, and keep that program up. I learned that Matt Rule has no ceiling on. I think I think Matt Rule would come out today and say that he hopes that he thinks Baylor can win the Big Twelve this year. I agree. Dude is confident. I agree. I think he's really good. I think he's very, very knowledgeable. It makes me sick that the University of Baylor got him. Baylor University. Baylor University damn damn it to hell.
0: University <laughs> of Kansas State. Uh, shut up. Hey, uh,
2: University of Duke.
0: Shut up. Man, it's rough in here today. Uh yeah, this this conference is tough. One and two. Okay. That that's my one and two. Ten, yeah, that's my ten. Three, I would say it's probably my three. Four through nine? Heck of I know.
2: Someone said the other day that with Iowa State being three, this con- it shows how weak this conference is. I disagree. I think this conference is going to be damn good this year. I think they're going to be really good.
0: Someone's going to break out. After media day, after watching everything, I got the feeling if they get quarterback play, that'll be TCU. TCU will be right there because I think Gary Patterson's like, look, we ran some nonsense on offense. It didn't work. It got us away from our defensive principles. Let's go back to what we need to do. Let's get the right quarterback. Yada yada yada. And and I think Baylor I I came away from that. I I, I thought Baylor might slip a little bit, thinking, eh, maybe not. Maybe Baylor's got the table set to to make a breakthrough. It's gonna to be tough on K-State. No doubt about it. It's gonna to be tough. This is this conference, that's gonna be the biggest adjustment these coaches have to make. Week in, week out, just grueling preparation for really good teams. Really, really good teams. Physical, fast, troubling. They do things offensively that, uh, in some ways, are similar; some ways not. The other, my other big takeaway, guys, I got the feeling this conference coming back to center. The spread offense is leaving with Cliff Kingsbury to a degree. Matt Campbell talked about the run. Uh, Matt Rue. Gary Patterson. I mean, there was more talk about the run and getting balance. The tight end game is coming back, by the way. There's going to be tight ends at Texas Tech. How'd they take over that roster and try to fight in tight ends? They obviously did (laughs) because they haven't recruited one in years. So, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a fun season of Big 12 football. And it's just uh, around the corner, guys. Six weeks away, five weeks away. Yikes. This is the Powercat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. That was the first half sponsored by Tanner's. And we will be right back with more of your questions from Wild Bass Station.
1: The gang will return with more of the Cat Podcast. Back to Fits on the Power Camp Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Welcome back to the Power Camp
0: Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Tim Fitzgerald, Rally Gates, and RMC Zach Carlson here in the WTC Gig Powered Studios. The boys are back from Bucky's. Now, this is going to be the new place, I think. You're going to get tired. Nobody's talking about Water Burger. I
2: think Bucky's is going to be a problem. No, Taco Cabana. That's the flex. Did you have Taco Cabana? Yeah, we had Taco Cabana, but we've been going to Taco Cabana too. I mean, we've been doing that for a year. Been doing Bucky's three times. There's a Bucky's is a truck stop.
3: No, because they don't allow trucks.
0: Oh, it's like a super convenience store. It's like a truck stop without trucks. You
2: get gas there, so it's a gas station. It's a well lit. Call it that. It's a well lit Cracker Barrel with gas. They sell shirts. They sell hats. They sell food. They not, sell. Just,
0: not just like quick chirp food. It's a different level, right? We're
2: talking like they sell, they, like they make their own beef jerky. We're talking, they sell made to order cheeseburgers. They sell those little roasted peanuts that you used to be able to find in malls that for some reason not a lot of malls do anymore. Oh, I love this. They sell burritos, good burritos too, by the way. They sell tacos. And then they sell your normal drinks. They sell ices and slushies and it's everything you could ever want amazing, Bucky's. Stop by. They're not a sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I might have had my best breakfast ever this morning. I had two brisket and egg tacos. It's pretty solid.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah, those are pretty solid. I do that. I think Salt Lake has that at their location in the airport there in Austin.
2: But like, I don't. I do want to say, like, yes, we do the cliche Texas things every time we go down south. We we stop at Bucky's. We eat Whataburger. We go to Taco Cabana, but it's because of this. You're either doing that, you're eating at a typical sports bar, or you're eating a sit-down Mexican food place. Because that's basically all that Texas has is sit-down Mexican restaurants. Or barbecue. And don't get me wrong. I like sit-down Mexican. But you can only have so many fajitas, rice, and beans before you're just like, good God, it's the same thing everywhere. Man, think of the think of the
0: potential of a restaurant. The, the amount of money you could save... On furniture, if you convince people to have a stand-up Mexican restaurant, where's the table? No, we'd stand—there's no table, chairs here. Just go stand over there and eat your food. Shut up. Stand-up restaurant. (laughs) I like it. Let's get on that rally. We'll just get some investors. All right. (sighs) Okay. One place you can go sit down, and it's obviously the Buckies of Aggieville, uh, is the (laughs) (laughs) high-low— Stuff in the high low you can get wings Can't you can get confirm. burgers you can get pizza you can get uh don't they have like uh salad taco things Salad tacos what do they have there they have like little salad things don't they they have salads they have uh... anyhow it's delicious get into it <laughs> the hell's a salad taco it's like
2: a
3: salad wrap thing oh y- don't they have that no, they're just small salads uh, I think. They're like salad sliders. So it's salad sliders. Okay. That's what
0: they have. They're just tiny salads. I said they have salads. Well, they, but they, it's not how they're marketed. They're not just a salad. It's a salad slider. I
2: swear to God, the menu says salads.
0: It's the whole head of lettuce, and okay. you just put it in your mouth. I mean, I'm it's getting delicious. pizza anyways. Yeah, exactly. You know, I ap- I would good. like to apologize that I brought up salads. The greatest coaching advice uh, ever, when a former K-State coach. Um, when uh, asked how he was, what he was telling a player to get him to lose weight, mix in a salad once in a while. Yeah, advice mix. I've never taken. Mix in a salad every day. Yeah, oh, man, that's tough. I might go uh, eat some hilo. Okay, Cat Podcast. Zach Carlson's here with a whole bunch of new questions for the second half.
3: From Contracat, please address the Marcus Hayes transfer news. He's not playing, as we thought.
2: As it should. Oh, be.
0: I, how did I miss this?
2: It was not that big a news. I mean, we asked him; he said no. Climbing, yes, yeah, climbing. It was a breakout. There was no reason for him to be eligible. Yeah. So there was like three more questions about this, and I didn't want to ask them all. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it to you straight. Yes, it sucks. First off, no, he didn't deserve to be playing. Like, there's zero reason why
0: he should be eligible. He didn't transfer back for family reasons or to be closer to home or any of the reasons that they usually allocate. And, in fact, the NCAA is under criticism. Some kid transferred within an hour of his home and his mom has a brain tumor. They, they still clear. denied
2: his eligibility. So, yeah, they, he didn't deserve to be eligible. And, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's really stupid that Tate Field's – Field. Yeah, the the guys, all those quarterbacks that are transferring, the all, all these big name guys that are, that are leaving big programs, they're going to bigger other big programs, and they're, somehow they're eligible. It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense, especially when, well, like you mentioned, the guy with the guy with his mom having having medical issues, not being able to get cleared. But the NCAA just needs to, you know, this was a big topic this week. Hey,
1: it just the, needs to be
0: addressed. The NCAA isn't about the student athlete. It's about the integrity of the programs. And if it hurts the programs to have kids able to transfer and be immediately eligible, that's not gonna happen. They're gonna get rid of the senior transfer rule. Watch. They will get rid of it. And it's been great for kids. It's been great for the student athletes. They got their damn degree. Let them go play their final year somewhere else. Now if the Big Twelve wants to say it can't be within the conference, so be it. But why? Why? Stop and think about it. It's about the student athletes. Well, if it's best for Alex Delton to go to um, TCU or what's his name, Kendall? Austin Kendall. Austin Kendall. Zach Kendall. My who's Zach Kendall? I had that's who I had in my head. That's got to be someone famous. Part part you if you were a quarterback. If it's good for Austin Kendall to go from Oklahoma to West Virginia, if that's his best fit. Academically, culturally, football, whatever. Why can't they do it? It's of, just, God, it's just silly. Just pick I, a standard. I get that you, it would be total chaos and probably awful if kids could transfer at any moment and be eligible the next year. I get it. But there's some sports where you allow that.
2: But not football. Because that's your bread and butter. Let me clarify. It was uh, Tate Martell and Justin Fields, not Tate Fields. I'm sorry. You had me lost on Tate Fields. But, anyways, yeah, it oh, was said by a bunch of coaches. I don't feel bad about Zach Kendall then. Pick, pick a damn lane. If you want to prove everybody, fine. Everybody can transfer without penalty. If you want to make everybody sit out of here, fine. You got to sit out of here. Just pick something and stick with it. Don't just, don't give exceptions. Just be consistent.
3: I'm mm, mad. Them. From KSU Man, what are your thoughts regarding what Skyler shared on the usage of quarterbacks last year? A lot. I think it
2: said so much without saying so
0: much. This has been my thought on Skyler. I've said this on the radio. Most of the time you want a kid that thrives on competition. But the way the competition between Skyler and Alex was presented and manifested itself wasn't healthy. There was never going to be a winner. Coach basically admitted that, hey, we're just going to juggle these guys all year long. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to cut the baby in half. That seems like the best way to do this. We're just going like, to chop this baby in half. Mom and dad can each have a claw on you. Know, for, for you. And, I'm aware of the story. Okay. Well, I know you're a good Catholic. <laughs> I'm not a Catholic. I can feed myself. Um, so uh, he didn't, it wasn't healthy for him psychologically. He constantly felt like he he couldn't ever make the most minor mistake, or boom, he's out, and who knows when he gets back in, or he's just out because it's someone else's turn. You were getting in a good rhythm. Good job. Go sit down. I don't think Skylar was thriving, or I, I don't think Skylar was liking that at all. I think he was going to transfer. I'm confident he was going to transfer. I, I think both guys were going to transfer. I would agree. I think that what happened here with Coach Kleiman, and I don't think it played any role in his hiring, but Skyler's familiarity with him being recruited by North Dakota State. And, and if I had to say, if you could ask Skyler honestly, what, three, four years ago when he was recruited, what offense you think you fit in best with? He would have said, oh, North Dakota State. That's it. That's, that's the offense that I want to run. Prepare me for the NFL. So I think he's incredibly comfortable. And uh, he wasn't ever comfortable until now.
2: So I asked him, I, I don't mean to try to give away, I'm going to have a story later, um, but I asked him about that Texas game, because we all know it, Alex Delton started, Casey was getting shut out, Skyler comes in the second half, he almost wins the game, blah, 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 and I'm, I'm asking him, you know, what what do you, you know, what do you think about that? And he's like, he goes, well, I'm, that whole week, he says, I got pulled into Coach Klein's office, and they said after the West Virginia game, they're going to go with Alex for Texas. And he's like, I was trying to figure out what I did wrong. Because he, he goes, if you go back and look at my stats for West Virginia, I, it was one of my better games. The whole team just didn't play well. And the kid is right. He hmm. was 11 of 17. He only had 145 yards, but whatever. The offense sucked that day. He had a completion percentage of 64.7. He just didn't score any touchdowns. He got sacked one time, had zero interceptions. It was a really bad day for the offense as a whole. The, whole, the rushing game didn't do anything. None of the receivers did all that well. Like... Everybody played poorly that game, and he was punished for that. I'm not saying none of the responsibility fell on him. He made some dumb mistakes at times. He probably missed some guys, but, like, there's no reason he shouldn't have started against Texas. And that, right, that two-week gap right there, or span right there, I think says everything you need to know about it. And, and he was pulled without—nobody said, hey, we're going to switch it to Alex here at West Virginia. That was bad. He just went in. I think that game— Snyder just sent him in. Yeah. Which was his—I mean, he's that coach. You can do that. Your quarterback you gotta, deserves to you, know. You need to tell your coaches and the other players it's going down. I think that says everything you need to know. I'm not saying Skylar Thompson didn't like Bill Snyder. I think at the end it was kind of like, I want to play for a coach. That is going to give me a fair shake.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll I'll be really blunt. I don't think Skyler liked the last version of Bill Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, and we saw it with Coach making his mind up about anything. He was never a quick decision maker. He didn't act on instincts. He had to evaluate everything, which caused problems with sometimes his play calling. But then, as it manifested itself later in all decision making, retiring or not, retiring or not, I'm in I'm out. I mean, he just which quarterback's man well, just just happened, and it just didn't it didn't bode well for the whole season.
3: From infected testicle, everyone always talks about competition bringing out the best in people. After listening to Skyler's interview, it sounds like something went horribly wrong with the quarterback battle last year. Where is the line between healthy competition and not knowing which quarterback will play the next drive? Yeah,
0: that's 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 what's hard to put your finger on. You want competition, but you don't want this kind of. Like I said, it really wasn't ever competition. It was always going to be, you both are going to play. Sometimes you start, sometimes you won't. I'll take you out when I want to take you out. And I'll put the other guy in. You know, it's just never really made sense.
2: You're in until you screw up.
3: Or
0: you're in or until I want to just see do something different.
2: But it's yeah. like it's like the screw up was never defined. Right. It was like, oh, Skyler threw an interception. He's out. Alex threw two. He's still in. What the hell are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. Chris Kleiman said it best. He said, we told Skyler we're going to give you the keys. And you're going to go with it. And if I ever see you second-guessing yourself, looking over your shoulder, we're going to have some problems. That's what you do. You trust a quarterback. And, yeah, if they start getting lazy, if they start getting sloppy. I'm not saying Skyler Thompson can throw nine interceptions in a game and he should continue to start every game.
0: However, that's a pro mentality. Chris Kleiman's bringing a pro mentality. And it used to be Snyder's mentality. Okay, Michael, you've thrown three interceptions. What are we going to do now? Get, play through this and it eventually became he became so obsessed with ball security that they couldn't do anything they couldn't they, the play calling got so conservative because it was all about turnovers he, I and I get it he felt like his margin of error with his talent was so finite that that's the way they had to play but then guys weren't playing they were going through the motions making sure they didn't screw up So, yeah, it did go terribly wrong. Thank you, Infected Testicle. I'm sorry I had to say it.
3: From Wagcat, Matt Wells, Chris Kleiman, and Neil Brown, which coach of the three gets fired first? Because I don't think there's room for all three to stay around long-term unless other major shifts happen in the conference. He does
2: make a good point there because I don't think there's enough wins on the table. For Oklahoma and Texas to stay at the top, And for Kansas State, Texas Tech, and West Virginia to all be such successful programs that they don't make a coaching change. Here's the
0: road to that. Uh, Matt Rule has success gone. Matt Campbell has success gone. And both those programs slip backward right when those guys need to move up. Yeah. Gary Patterson retires, which might happen. He kind of feels like a guy loading up for the last run.
2: Les Miles.
0: Yeah, look, I've said it over and over. He's not there to win a bunch of football games. He's there to raise a lot of money so someone else can win a bunch of football games with much better facilities.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, if, you're, if, you, if you would make me pick one of them, I'd probably say Matt Wells yeah. because, A, there's a bigger rebuild there, I think, and I don't feel you know – K-State's in a rough place after last year, but I think if they'd have had different coaching staff – players bought more bought in. I don't think they go five and seven. They have a lot of talented players left. West Virginia has some decent quarterback has a decent quarterback right now. I feel like they're gonna recruit pretty well in that area, an area he's familiar with. I just I'm trying to figure out what Matt Wells what what's his thing at Texas Tech. You here's, know? here's
0: here's my thought and it's what you're pointing out. Chris Kleiman walks into a roster that, although it had some holes in it, They needed running backs. Well, that wasn't because of a system. That was just because of a convergence of circumstance. You had an injury and a guy that went out early, and you lost your only two scholarship guys. But he comes into a system that – or a program that his system can slide right into. I want discipline. I want run blocking. I want to be able to protect. I want to be physical. These are all things Coach Snyder wanted to do. Now, how they go about it, the offense will be different. The defense will be different. But the underpinnings are all there. Neil Brown's kind of the same way at West Virginia. He, he's, he's got a more depleted roster. They're, they've got some real trouble areas on that roster. But he's not asking them to radically do something that they're not used to doing. Now they're getting away from the three-three-five, which, thank God, K-State could never figure it out. Um, but at Texas Tech, Matt Wells walks into a roster like we mentioned earlier. There's no tight ends. And someone asked him about it, and he just swiped it aside. And I'm like, dude, you can't just ignore that with, oh, we fixed it. All of these offensive linemen were recruited to run the spread. What's the spread for an offensive lineman? Engaged, hold them off, three seconds, ball out. It's the most finesse, wussy form of football if you're an offensive lineman you could ever possibly play. Nobody from the spread offense is putting offensive linemen on a regular basis into the into the league because they don't know how to grind. They don't know how to run block. They don't know how to pass protect for extended periods of times like in a normal offense instead of this run-and-gun crap that doesn't win championships, just makes a lot of noise. Now, all of a sudden, all those offensive linemen that were recruited to do that and only trained to do that, we're going to run block, guys. What? What's that? It's going to be tough.
2: And how does Alan Bowman fit in there? It's like, Alan Bowman was a less good every other quarterback he's had there for the last six years. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback in the right system. Right. And I'm not sure that it's Matt Wells' system. That was the knock against Patrick Mahomes. When
0: you talk about a system quarterback, that's literally a system quarterback. At Texas Tech, you throw through certain windows to certain routes over and over and over. You always talk about, man, their completion rate is so good because they do the same throw over and over, <laughs> and over and over and over. And it worked. It's good. It's, it wins enough football games to keep you employed uh, unless you absolutely don't know how to coach defense like Cliff Kingsbury. And, but Mahomes was the exception. And there's other guys in the league now, but he could huddle, he could lead, he could make a different bunch of different f- throws. He's just such a freak athlete. But now Bowman's gonna do different things. Oh no, you don't you don't get to make that that quick snap throw off the line of scrimmage. Uh, you're gonna have read a defense and do what? <laughs> We're gonna huddle. Go through the progressions? What's what? a what's a huddle? Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting in Lubbock.
3: What's a huddle? <laughs> <laughs> what's a huddle? <laughs> From Contra Cat, is there any coach on the hot seat in 2019 when you omit the four new coaches?
2: Hmm, No, I don't think so. I mean, I think Les Miles can go 0-12 and still have his job. Omit the four new coaches. Oh, all Uh, right, fine. I think think Matt Rule can go 0-12 and still keep his job. I don't know. uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, Baylor would backslide, but they really like him.
2: Um I mean, Gary Patterson, if they tanked this year and they were like, hey, let's just have a graceful end, you're 60 almost. Well, actually, will probably be 60 at some point during the year. I don't know what his birthday is.
0: What if Texas goes
2: 4-8? Hell no. No. Nope. They won the Sugar Bowl last year. It's Texas. However— this is about the most. This is about the best team Texas going to have to make a run. Mm-hmm. They're going to be good. I'm but just, I think I'm, they've too invested too much into them. I'm not
0: I'd, predicting they will. I don't see that. But there's no. no
2: way we have a different coach at the start of media day next year, unless someone takes up a, a different job. Yeah, Matt Rule.
0: <sighs> I still can't believe when the Jets came calling, he didn't go. He's an NFL guy.
2: Yeah, more success at Baylor than Baylor. You have to the damn Jets. Don't have to change your outfits. Mm, it's a different green. Yeah. So. Baylor got a better green recently. It's pretty close. Is yeah. it not? I mean, maybe their main color, but Baylor doesn't wear their main green really. They wear well, that they brighter black. one. They were black, they were silver. Uh, let's, let's be
0: honest here. J E T S Jets, whatever their cheer is, is, is the bear claw of cheers. <laughs> Stupid and annoying.
2: Rip your heart out. Okay.
0: That's <laughs> <From, Okay>. I <laughs>
3: like Pickles Cat. How closely do you think Bill Snyder is watching what is going on with the football team and the surrounding festivities? And an example would be, do you think he cares that the pregame video
2: will be changed? Hot take here. I don't think Bill Snyder cares as much about that stuff as we once thought he might freak out about it. Like, I think if they hypothetically just say K-State rolls out in some all-black unis game one. White Power Cat. I Rat don't music think playing. I don't think Bill Snyder would be like, "Are you kidding me? What's happened to my I feel like he'd be like, "Well, that's what the new guy wants to do." Now, I think he's focusing on the success of the team, yeah. I think he's probably heard about the commits. Hot take, I don't think he cares that much now that it's not his program.
0: Yeah, I think he does. They they didn't change the the train video because he didn't want anything changed. Yeah, but it's not his program anymore.
2: It isn't. I can't tell if he's playing devil's advocate or not. No,
0: I'm just saying, I think there's a sense that it is his program and it might still feel that way. So we'll see. Um, It was my understanding he he would go to practice in his suite and the rap music was interesting for him.
2: But, I mean, yeah, like you might. But what's he going to do about it? Nothing. No, he won't ever say anything publicly. Right. No. So it's like, I feel like you might be at peace with it Am I out of touch? It's like retirement No, it's the kids that are wrong <laughs> It's like retirement He wasn't wanting to retire But eventually he was like I guess this has got to happen And he's getting to peace with it
3: I'm full of hot takes. Hot takes. Last question in the second half from Wildcat Wabash. Every new head coach is searching for that first signature win. Do you think Kleiman gets it his first year? And if so, then who does he beat? And for the sake of the question, let's say a signature win has to come from a team ranked in the top 25.
0: Well, then Mississippi State wouldn't be a signature win. Mississippi State's not going to be ranked? They're
2: picked for like fifth in the Oh, yikes. I didn't know that. Um, I wanted to say Iowa State, but it's so late in the year.
0: Um, in fairness, you got Alabama, LSU, Auburn. Yeah. Who who else is in there? A and M. Georgia. No, Georgia's in the other division. Oh,
3: oh, you were saying the division. They're They're picked
0: fifth in the division.
3: Wait, okay. Alabama, LSU, Mississippi, Auburn. Auburn. I don't want to look it up. Is Ole 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 Miss in that one?
0: Yeah, Ole Miss is in that.
3: Texas a and probably above them. Yeah. Ole Miss and and um Arkansas are probably below them.
0: Yeah, that's probably right. Okay. Yeah, cuz it, it went Alabama, LSU, Auburn. I
2: thought I you were saying 5th in. in the SEC. No, in their division.
0: So this they I still would, could be in the, in the You're right. Yeah, I you're mean right. they could still be <laughs> number on, 20 the, in the SEC. Nation. So If you're if you're 5th in the SEC West, you're probably top 25. They that for me that'd be signature in fairness, I don't know what Tech and, and West Virginia have. West virginia Oklahoma, Oklahoma
2: State could. You Maybe. think? Maybe. Man, if Oklahoma State's ranked, I got some questions. If they're 3-0. I feel like Baylor is going to be getting votes. And I feel like if Baylor gets off to a hot start, they might be ranked. And then they got to come into Manhattan for the first Big 12 game. If Baylor's ranked, second, look, I think they're going to win that game. Second Big 12 game. Right? State's well, first. Second. I don't know first, if it's their first, first Big 12 game at home. Okay. I'll say this: If Baylor gets ranked, it's going to be Baylor.
0: The signature win, though. That's he said not, it has to be a top twenty-five win. But I still don't think that signature. Okay, I don't fine, think. I don't it. think beating Baylor, Oklahoma State, ranked in the. 20th. What about TCU? Well, I would. No, s- well. it's got. For me, it's the only three possible signature wins would be Texas, Oklahoma, and Mississippi State.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're considering that's a signature it just on the win, I
3: think that the top 25, if you go down to Mississippi State, regardless of if they're ranked or not,
2: right. that is a signature win. Uh, and I agree with that. But I do also feel like if TCU comes into town ranked 18th in the country and K-State beats them, I feel like that's kind of a signature win, at least on this season. Maybe I think, not, it's,
0: I think it's a quality win. I don't know that signature. Maybe
2: not on this career. You're not going to say, we beat TCU last year, and they ended up
0: 8-4. Fair enough. Beat, go beat Texas and Austin. Why don't you just
2: beat Oklahoma for the first time in a while?
0: Oh, I'd say that's a signature. That's that's a John Hancock.
2: I want to see Case. I want to go back to AT T this year. Woo! I didn't predict it. I said I want to go back.
0: Hope I the Cowboys don't. play Verizon, well when you get to go. Verizon's more reliable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that's it. That was it. That was a, that was that was the second half. Yeah. We got a little friction going there. That's good. Oh man, I gotta get the high low now. We're doing that. we're taping at a funny time. I'm pretty damn hungry. And I'm between meals. I'm pretty damn hungry right now. And it's not working out well for me. We will be right back with the overtime on the Power podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor.
1: The gang will return with more of the Power Cat Podcast. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath.
2: You needed a break.
1: To fits of the Power Camp Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor.
0: The Powercat Podcast enters the overtime. A couple of nice halves there. Great questions from All Bass Station. Great sponsoring the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Thank you to Tanners and to Hilo. That was my last miles moment.
2: I ain't got to pause a little bit longer. I, know.
0: I couldn't pause as long. I mean, seriously, people would turn off to what your podcast just stopped. Yeah, I mean, he just stops for There's somebody eating chips the whole time. <laughs>
2: God, I can't wait till we do. We reference that so much. I can't wait till we start putting sound back in the podcast. Yeah, I'm
0: not gonna. I'm not gonna go overboard like I did in the past. Man, it, you just get lost in it.
2: Bang! I'm telling you, we're just bang, gonna bang, sound. Bang,
3: we're gonna bang, soundboard bang. it through this, so we don't have to do it. Through Can we post. just get
2: soundboards on our phones and just put our phones up to the mic and then? <laughs> Click play whenever we feel appropriate. It'd be like it will be like radio shows, um, having like sound bits pulled up. Like Mike and Mike used to have like a little board right here, and they would just tap them.
3: Does he not? Did he not listen to a word? No, I no. Just I, said?
2: I heard what you said, but it's I, that was only one soundboard. We can't have one soundboard for three of us. Anyhow, we're sponsored by Fred Schultz Liquor they're back
0: from Texas. I don't know when we put this up. There seems to be a little uh, argument about when I should put this up. And this this argument, this dispute, it's not really an argument. It's a discussion. Really doesn't affect you because you can't hear this until I put it
2: up. Now it affects them because they know. That if it got up on a certain time, it was after we recorded it on a certain time.
0: They, they got back. It was a long drive. They stick around on Tuesday. They do a lot of work. They do a lot of content. So they sleep in and then come back on Wednesday. We didn't uh, sleep in, though. Well, you probably should have gone to bed okay, early.
2: We got up at 7.15, 7.30. That was decently sleeping in.
0: That's an advantage of not having fits. Although I'm more of a morning person now.
2: We also need Cancer to get back. Changed Fritch you. hasn't seen his daughter in two months, and she's back today. <laughs> and yeah. we finally convinced his, you know what, to go on a vacation tomorrow.
0: That's the big it? headline. Fritchen is going on a vacation. But you won't know it from the website. Fritchen <laughs> is going on a vacation. Quit exposing the business. He wrote a
3: bunch
2: of stuff. He's working. I did it too. People were yelling at Fitz when I was in Hawaii. They're like, Does he make you work on vacation? And I'm like, no, it's called pre-writing. Set for release later. Uh, Fritz has got stuff stowed up. We're gonna you'll he never goes, know he's gone. He told me tonight, he goes, I'll send you my stuff later so you can have it set to go. You're gonna get flooded with all my emails. I'm like, oh no. So, I
0: might put this up tonight. Uh, we are all, it's later and none of us have eaten. And, uh, or I might just come in tomorrow and do it. That is quickly winning out the longer I talk here on the Power Cat podcast. Let's get going. Here's the overtime. Here's Zach. From
3: Ag Countant.
0: <coughs> what? That's a new one. It's a new one.
3: I like it and a lot. And it's very punny.
0: I like it. Ag uh, Countant. Yeah.
3: Fitz I enjoyed hearing you on 810 with Siren Petro on Tuesday will you be A regular guest with Siren
0: going Forward am I ever regular I don't look they have two kind of tiers Of guests or three tiers they have their Regular ones their Stan was on Every what Friday I don't know what it was Stan was was. Weber yeah yeah um, Kevin Harlan was on with Keatsman. they you know those guys Had a slot I have a slot on WW I'm on every Wednesday at 435 With Jake and crew Um I don't know. Um, I, I they don't know where I'm going to fit in, but I will fit in. There's a new midday show coming. Maybe I'll have a regular slot on there and just do Saran once in a while. I enjoy doing Saran. He's very thoughtful. He's I enjoy. Look, Kevin and I have never hidden this. Kevin and I are really good friends. I think the world of Kevin. He had a very similar style in, in how I do this podcast to how he does radio. You write down notes, you got it, You got your cards to get you your reads or whatever, mentions whatever, uh, and then you just go. You, you got to know your topic. Saren's into preparation. You know, when the whole thing with Kevin went down, some people are like, well, you prepare, you script all that. No, you don't. You don't script a four-hour radio show. <laughs> and he he probably didn't have all his talking points. And maybe that's exactly what got him into trouble. Siren does. Uh, when I went on with Siren, you know he'd jotted down every question. That's trend style and i respect it and he makes it sound live and good because it's easy to sound really boring if you don't if, yeah if you do that the new guy or gal will be announced uh, i imagine soon um don't need to stock their cupboard with with people so i don't know we would be happy to they are com they are conscious of the fact that kevin was their k-state presence and now it's gone let's put it that way we'll just say that so, uh, hopefully, I love doing Radio Surround. And I think Curtis Siebold is fantastic. Got a great voice. I'm Curtis Seabolt I mean, having that voice doing your, your
2: updates. Sports Center. If, by, if <laughs> by some reason Curtis is listening, I, I don't mean that as a dig, Curtis.
0: <laughs> I'd lo- I love his voice. I think he's big time. So, yeah, I think it, we'll see. They 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 don't know what they're doing right now. I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, a midday show is different than a drive time show. They just are. So, Saren's kind of having to adjust his pace a little bit and figure out how to do it differently. And and you got to really ramp up for that 5 o'clock hour because your listenership spikes. And the midday guy's person is coming from another slot himself, herself. I think we've determined now it's a male. That's such a lousy job. It
2: fits out here. I might not know who or what they are hiring. Um, he will be good. I mean, maybe she. <laughs> we have the ability to edit, <laughs> and, you have, and you have just stepped all over I, yourself. I, another thing,
0: we don't edit a whole lot, uh, and we're going to really not edit much at all here. We're going to have to start learning how to do live because we're going to start um, doing video of these.
2: To cover up all of our drinks with paper <laughs> I don't think we'll go there
0: <laughs> Paper bags <laughs> Riley is sponsored by Bang This he is betcha. sponsored by 5-Hour Energy He's currently pouring it into his eye <laughs> And Zach's in his Speedo Disgusting
3: <laughs> It's the overtime <laughs> I have to put some clothes on If you
0: haven't seen Stranger Things Season 3 Zach is in that show Yep I don't watch that show. I smoke cigarettes at the pool. He is the lifeguard smoking cigarettes. With the mustache. That's a sweet stash. You did have a mustache for a while.
3: Yeah. He had a mustache on Sunday. I uh, Yeah, I did. I shaved down to a mustache on, uh, on Sunday and then got rid of it before media days. So beautiful. Um, from AZCat05, what changes would you make to the Big 12 preseason media poll?
2: I'd have K-State a couple spots higher. Yep. I'd have West Virginia number nine. I'd have Texas number one. Interesting. Let's put it this way. If if I submitted a ballot, because we don't, I would have went Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa State. uh, I'm trying to think of all the teams in the conference as I go through this right now. Um, I would have put Oklahoma State four. I would have put Baylor at number five. I would have put T- No, sorry. I would have put TCU at number five. I would have put Baylor at number six.
0: Interesting. So you, like everyone else and me included, old coaches top six, new coaches bottom four.
2: Yeah, I would have put K State at. I seven. I'm Not said yet. Dude, you would put them at seven. At I that think point. I thinking have one more team. I've left out K State at seven. I'd have West Virginia at 9, KU at 10. Who Who'd I leave out? Iowa Texas State. Tech? Iowa State. Texas Tech. I left Texas Tech out. I would put Texas Tech ahead of West Virginia. Or, you know, interchangeable.
0: Yeah. Too. That was my thing is I don't think people got it that wrong. It's just if you look at, if you think about who's the vo- who are the voters and who they perceive to be the better programs, of course, K-State was bottom of those three.
2: You know, West
0: Virginia, they perceived to be a, and they could be. West Virginia should be a better program consistently than they have been.
2: We were talking about this on Monday night. It's funny. K-State moved on from the oldest coach in college football, coach that's been here 27 years. They hired an FBS co- uh, a coach for his first FBS job ever, and yet K-State still has one of the older coaches in the conference. I know. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Anyways.
0: It's a really young coaching. Yeah. I,
2: I, I got Lincoln Riley to laugh at the fact that he's so young, and yet he's one of the most— He's one of the youngest coaches in the Big 12 and yet one of the most experienced coaches in the Big 12. It's crazy. He laughed. It's
0: crazy. I, I, we've never voted in these things, and honestly, it i kind of— Once I accidentally did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, but where I'm going is I think that policy's probably gone. I mean, media—the the definition of media has evolved so much over the last 20 years, and even more recently— I haven't voted out of respect. We cover one school. And I don't think anyone who covers one school should vote. I think I want the guys who see it from a higher altitude than us to do the voting. So that's why we never have. But nobody else respects that. Nobody. I don't say respect. That's not the right word. Nobody else sees it that way. And so, I, but I, I don't want, if four of us are going to the Big 12 tournament or going to media days or whatever, I don't want us to have four ballots. I think you should vote in basketball. Fritchen should vote in football or allocate his vote to one of us. But we should probably at this point start doing a ballot from Go Powercat.
3: From T. Newman 41, do you care to pontificate
0: Ooh, I like that word.
3: on the Big 12's recent history with domestic
2: abuse and what would your solution be? I mean, I think you should take exactly what Les Miles said, <laughs> but actually act upon it. Um, but let's not
0: act like it's only here. It's everywhere. This is a problem right. everywhere. And it, it, you know, and it's not cut and dried in all cases. there's you know, That's the problem. It's, it's not just, ooh, you were accused. You're gone. You can't just do it that way. Um, Look. you got to vet them out and... I, I would like to see more, let me, how do I put this? I don't want rules. I want coaches like Les Miles to wake up and remember this. Dude, you have a daughter. That's what I never understood about Art Briles and his lack of empathy for what happened at Baylor. Just, he was only worried about, well, it wasn't really me. It was the whole university. Dude, you have daughters. There shouldn't really be a second chance at your institution. I believe in second chances. Go find it somewhere else. That, I, I wish everyone said that. If you are accused and it turns out that it is factual by an independent court,
2: you're gone. Go somewhere else. I can say it now that the situation has been settled. The second I found out that Hunter Ryzen was arrested... And the second we got some facts on it, I wanted him nowhere near this program. The same way that when Tyreek Hill was getting involved with things, I wanted the Chiefs to cut him. I don't know. Like I just, I get so annoyed with this. Oh, we're going to take it serious in some cases. Other ones, we're not going to. Like I'm exactly what Fitz said. You get a second chance, but it's not here. You're well,
0: Ty- gone. Tyreek Hill's gotten very complex, and I wanted him gone too, but... It's not the place to get into it, but I think we're going to find out that he is the reason why you don't have the knee-jerk reaction. That you let things vet out. Um, I, I, it's just one of those things you should have zero tolerance with. It's not a suspension. and And I know that some relationships are toxic, but you got to be held accountable. And and if you want to reform and rebuild and start over, that's fine. I'm all for you, man. Good luck. Find someone else to do it.
3: From KSU number one, what are your thoughts on the new Big 12 digital network?
0: I love it. I actually wrote nice things about Bob Bowlsby.
2: That was the first time in a long time that we have actually listened to Bob Bowlsby and not, like, had something to grill him about. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, I, it's different for us because every K-State game we're going to be at and we're going to have monitors and right. like we don't have to worry about that stuff. And I understand, like, there's a lot of you out there, I mean, there's people my age that listen to this podcast and there's people that are 40 and 50 years older than me that listen to this podcast. And you're going to be... I make them four, 50 or 60 years old. You are really good at math. That makes you 10 You're going to be hella pissed. When you're paying your hundred and whatever a month for cable, and you might have a Netflix subscription, I don't know, and oh, now I have to buy this to watch K State play this team. I get it. You're gonna be annoyed by it. In five to ten years, everybody's doing. It. We're watching Friends and The Office get taken off of Netflix. Why? Because NBC and what was it Warner? I don't even know who the hell has the rights. Warner to the Brothers. Runs. Are taking their shows off so they can start their own streaming service. That's a different subject. Anyways, what I'm getting at is they're starting their own. Everybody's going to have their own, and you're going to have to pay for stuff. Cable is dying. It's been dying. It's it's newspaper in the 90s. Yeah. Except the
0: the death of newspaper has been this prolonged, slow erosion of readership and as people m- move to the Internet. Because there's still some people that get the newspaper and don't read the internet at all but i'm telling you that that is really shrinking the my mom's in her 80s and she's on her ipad a lot she's on the site she's she's on other things she sends me stuff this generation has moved into the digital world finally so the transition from that version to digital, to a streaming service, isn't as radical as going from newspaper to internet. I think within 10 years, cable as we know it will be gone. Unless they greatly reform what they're doing and say, tell me what channels you want. You can right. pay for us. God, I wish they'd do that. the The big scam of cable isn't that, and I mentioned this in my column, isn't that they give you what you want, they give you what you don't want, and you still pay for it. You know, if I was a single guy um, and I didn't have a, a, a female in my house named Becky who watches the Hallmark Channel all the time, I could give two craps about having the Hallmark Channel, but I would pay for it. I'd be paying for it because you pay per subscriber. Why has the Longhorn Network failed? And it's failed. It's failed because they don't have enough. They're not having enough income. ESPN's taken in the shorts over this because... They had to go to all these cable companies and say dollar per subscriber, you've got to raise your bills to have the Longhorn Network. And Texas A&M fans said, "The hell we do! We're not paying for that." <laughs> so a lot of cable companies, even in Texas, said, "No." Now they've they've lowered their prices and come in and you know nickel or whatever just to be on the air. But that's the failing of cable. The beauty of streaming is. Yeah, I want to watch these Big 12 games. Yeah, I want to watch K-State. I'll pay it. And I'll pay a little bit more than a dollar a month, but I'll pay it.
2: I don't know what it is. So don't get me wrong. It's I get it. It's annoying, and I think it sucks too. But It's
0: going to be a transition. People are still going to say, what channel is it on? And you were going to have to explain a million times it's not on a channel. It's on a streaming service. You have to have streaming internet. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on anything that connects to the internet. Right, Zach? Right. Exactly. You leave the house, your phone is with you. You can watch the game. It's beautiful. You're on the road, you're not blacked out because the game is streaming. There's no blackouts. There won't be. That's not how it works. Your game will be available. We talk about that this sucks for people that have gotten used to watching, what, 10 basketball games a year, whatever it is, on Fox Sports Kansas City. Mm -hmm. But that's great for if you're here or Kansas City. But if you're in Dallas, you're blacked out. You can't watch it on the Internet. But on ESPN Plus, Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus, boom, it's right there. Pull it up. Watch it. You know, and if you, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this and you've resisted streaming, um, and I know a lot of you have, you don't, you hear people talk about Netflix or Amazon Prime, um, and Netflix isn't a portal, um, Amazon Prime is. You're a, Hulu. Hulu's a. But that's not really a portal. That's what? that's that, like Netflix. It's like Netflix. That's, that's Netflix, but yeah. it's not like Amazon Prime or another you're on PlayStation View, where you get in and you then you can get to Netflix.
3: Oh, you're talking Hulu. about you're talking about Amazon Fire,
0: Amazon not, Fire. Not, I'm sorry, yeah. Amazon Fire, Fire TV. Um, so if you, we use Fire TV because we're Amazon people and it's easy. They got good programming too. But that's how we get to Netflix. That's how we get to HBO now or go I, go, is the, go is the go is the non subscriber like you don't have a cable package yeah. now is the one we have a cable package and we can access it because everything's there like i wanted to watch um deadwood the old episodes of deadwood and uh my cable system only offered the movie streaming that their streaming service didn't have the first 3 seasons but HBO Go did, so I yeah. watched it. So anyhow, you'll need to go get an ESPN Plus subscription through, you know, with your streaming service. It's an app. It, it interacts, your, your TV interacts just like a computer. It's beautiful. And you download that app. You just click, and it downloads, and boom, you got it. You pay, you pay your little fee with a credit card, and off you go. And I'm telling you, it's, it, within five years, half of college sports will be streaming. You will have the the big games on channels and then everything else will be streaming
3: is espn plus a separate app or is it still just the espn app it's a separate thing there no i I, don't uh, know. No, I understand it's a separate thing is espn plus a separate app because you know, i don't think it question. is you i know think that as you an go espn the,
2: plus subscriber i should know that
3: because watch espn the old app ended uh, at the end of june so now really? every all streaming stuff on espn they on Watch ESPN not. goes
2: through the ESPN app now. So you yeah. have to use that. There's an issue with that because um, I have a subscription. I'm logged in on the ESPN app and yet it keeps saying, You must be an E S P N plus subscriber for this and I'm like, I
0: am <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so there Yeah. There's gonna be issues. I get it, but and the other issue will be your bandwidth. You gotta make mm-hmm. sure you got enough Better make sure you have some damn good internet. Got got a good enough they've they've done an amazing job of consolidating Bandwidth on these programs that come through now in 4K, and then boom, they're 4K in your house. But it's pretty amazing. But you can only force so much through the size of the pipe, basically. Yeah. Think, of it, think of it as a pipe, and if you have got a narrow pipe, you're not going to get much water. If you've got a big pipe, you can get a lot of water, and the water is the internet.
3: Another issue I have with ESPN Plus is you pay the five bucks a month, a month for it, but you don't get any access to ESPN, ESPN Two. ESPNU right. ESPN News you still have to have your cable. So until They're they have up to, until they up the price, you know to 10, 12, 15 bucks a month to get everything.
0: Because that's ESPN's flaw. Yeah. Yep. They have lived off non-sports people having to pay for the services on cable. That's how ESPN yep. was built. All the people who don't give a crap about sports have been paying for ESPN and that's about to end. And that's why ESPN as we know it is about to end and this is their move into digital. ESPN will retract in size greatly, I think, over the next 10 years. Yikes. Because they're, think about the content right now. Who's going to produce these shows? Well, it's going to be the same announcers. Basketball will still be Ben and Stan. Football. Might be Brian Smoller and, you know, Ian or Reggie or Travis or, you know, I'm throwing first names yeah. like everyone knows what I'm talking about. But They're not producing the content. KU's got an 18-part series of the show, and they paid them for it. But ESPN didn't do that. They hired an outside service to do it, and then they paid for that.
2: Mm.
0: So that's the world's about to change again. And I always say, just think of it as newspapers and the Internet. TV programming, cable, and streaming are going to be just as radical.
3: From I Like Pickles Cat, if you could make it physically impossible for a certain penalty to be committed, what would it be? You can't use
2: targeting. It's a cop-out. Now, I, I I'm i confused by the question. Does this too. mean you physically cannot do it, or does this mean if you do it, it's not called? I, I,
3: I agree. Physically impossible for a certain penalty to be committed. So you could, okay. interp- you could interpret that as the penalty doesn't exist, so it's physically impossible for a certain
2: penalty right. to be committed. I think he means, though, like... Hey, like there's literally, literally no way you can interfere with the receiver. You can do whatever you want. No, I think no. he means like almost like there's a wall between you and the receiver. It's like it's if you, I tried
3: I, if I tried holding you, example, I couldn't latch
2: on. Like on NCAA when you turned off sides off and there was literally a wall yeah. until the ball was snapped.
0: That's an interesting point. They could stop holding. They have to wear oven mitts. Ooh.
2: See, all right, let me give you two answers. Like sure, my first- that's my rule change. My initial answer of like, hey, if there was never this penalty called, it would be roughing the kicker because I'd kind of like to see how many field goals are no longer automatic PATs and good field goals if the kicker has to worry about getting the hell out of the way <laughs> so he doesn't get clobbered. they will move back three or four more yards. It's fine. That's all I'm saying. It's a punt. That was my initial one. Now that I'm thinking about the physically thing, the physically impossible thing... Matt, the oven mess is a pretty damn funny suggestion. I got it. No intentional grounding. So that way when a quarterback is trying to escape the the sack and he just chucks the hell out of bounds, he's got to hold on to the ball. If he wants to throw that ball, it's got to be in between the out of bounds. He's got to chuck it way the hell over his receiver. Oh. Something like that. You can't throw it out of bounds. That's not bad.
0: It's not bad at all. I hate that. Just throw it out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, I've
3: got you for an eighteen yard sack. So basically like a, a kickoff has to stay in bounds.
0: I think Yeah. Why not? I think you should uh, this is this is my rule change. This really doesn't fit the question, but I do like that. But I think if you a quarterback and you're rolling out instead of intentionally grounding, if you can strike a defender with the ball, you get it. You get like so many yards.
2: Like if hit you, him in the
3: face. Yeah. Like,
0: if you knock him over,
3: you get a first down. Like Peyton Manning on SNL. Yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. If you can, if you can get the, let's be honest, if you get the nut shot in and you put him down,
2: that's a first down. Cup check. That's my new rule. I like it. Don't it not to be funny, though, if a kicker was like, I got to kick this ball and run. <laughs> like, no, just run. Like, imagine Blake Lynch running the hell away from like a 200-pound, 250-pound lineman. Run away. From Oiler Cat 2.
0: Yeah, the first one got me. the yeah,
3: first one. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> with, with news that the pregame
2: video is changing, what are you hoping for? Uh, just the video or is this the entrance as a whole?
0: Well, yeah, yeah the, the trains entrance,
2: are gone. Yeah. I want train. there to be smoke coming out of the gate, like with the Ron Prince days. But he's has got some other video. Right? Okay, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah.
3: I hope that they wrap the garage door with a graphic instead of it just being a garage door. Or just leave it open the whole time. One. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Two. The garage door's ugly as hell. Smoke. Three, just make it iconic. Don't have like a forgettable
2: video. I don't have a good example for the video because the train is all we know. I like the train. I, I kind of like it, too. I don't like the video. I'm tired of it. But
0: I like the symbolism of the Wabash Cannonball because that's what the train is. I kind of like it, too. Thank you.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I'll be interested and see what they do. I mean, honestly, I don't know a whole lot of other teams' videos. Like, I'm trying to think of examples that case state could spin off of. Cyclone warning, ladies and gentlemen in the area. We have detected a cyclone warning. So, <laughs> so annoying! Wildcat fans in the area should take cover. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a damn baby crying. Well, the thing is, is it's they finally get to do it. Let's see what they do. It's not as annoying at football games as in Hilton. Yeah. That's loud as hell.
3: I hope that the train horn goes away
0: after touchdowns. I'll say that it's a little cliche. You can hear it,
2: but it's, what? I mean, it, I hear it. He's on the field. We're in the press box. We don't hear it. It's. I mean, you can kind of hear it when it's you're lame. out there. I feel like it's loud enough. You can't hear it. That bring way. the cannon back if you're going to have something. Oh, that thing. I hate you. Where are they going to park it? That's
3: exactly right. Park it. <laughs> they should bring the howitzer. Park it in Clay Center. You can still hear it. <laughs> um. Yeah, bring the howitzer back and put it up. Well, I guess there's no more hill. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, you're
2: going to put it on the concourse? That's going to be not good. Yeah, just put it in the stadium. I don't know. I'm not creative enough to think of a new video.
0: No, that's good luck, guys. Have fun.
3: From Eric Schneid, if John Holcomb was allowed to be in the
2: dunk contest at Madison Manhattan this fall, how do you think he'd do?
0: Oh, he can dunk. See, I'll put
2: it this way. I think that dunk was amazing, but like, who's going to stand in front of him in the dunk contest? Can't, so the real question is, can John Holcomb do a 360? Can John Holcomb go between his legs? Because he can posterize somebody, but ain't nobody going to get posterized in a dunk contest. It was
0: impressive, but it was a dunk. Thank you. And, and it was just <laughs> impressive because he is a big dude, um, I can't and he's your quarterback. Uh, here's my favorite thing. Oh, I
2: wish he was more chiseled. I wish I looked like John Holcomb. <laughs> I can't believe how many people ran with that video. It's pretty cool. I got viral as
0: crap.
2: It was it's pretty cool. He tagged like Sports Center and everybody and I'm like, dude, they ain't gonna get it. And then Sports Center was like, yo, check out this video. Yep.
3: From Adam K63, how would you rate the job that Bob
2: Bullsby has done as Big 12 commissioner? He hasn't totally messed up, but also he missed the mark on the biggest thing he could have done in his tenure, and that was expanding. I disagree.
0: Well, the the expansion thing really was kind of before him. What they needed to do was when BB was here.
2: I mean, it was before him, but they were talking about in
0: 2015 when he was here for three years. Yeah, I I get it. You know, I've I probably studied expansion as much as anyone, and I see what they're waiting on. You know, they don't want to elevate someone to the club. They don't want to take a Cincinnati and move them into the club. They did it with TCU. Okay. I was going to say, they, a TCU. They just don't want, well, it was, it's Texas school, though. That's different. And I mean that. <sighs> I know. They would do it with Houston if they had to. Then why did we add West Virginia? Um, I think they're waiting for the eventual meltdown of the Pac-12. And Arizona and Arizona State will get the invitation in a nanosecond.
3: I think Chris Rock said it best when it's like if you're trying to get somebody famous and you want Denzel Washington, but all you can get is Chris Rock,
2: you wait. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. So in this scenario, Arizona and Arizona State are Denzel Washington? My man. (laughs) Because I feel like there's an in-between of Chris Rock and Denzel Washington that Arizona and Arizona State are. I think they're fine schools.
0: Well... Cincinnati is somewhere in between. Memphis is Chris Rock.
2: <sighs> yeah. Well, what was Houston? What was
0: Louisville? Louisville. Louisville. Well, they, Louisville. They should have added Louisville and Cincinnati from the jump, and we wouldn't be talking about any of this. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. that yeah, was national
2: BB. championship basketball program. That
0: was BB sitting around fretting. I'm scared to do anything.
2: Rest miss, in peace, I fake I miss Dan, Mrs. Dan BB. Twitter. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that
3: great. Last question of the podcast from Bootsay. Bootsay, how many ten year how many ten year olds do you think you could beat up if you were attacked by hordes of them, like surrounded by an endless amount of ten year olds? I'm just
2: putting this out there. right? I have a 13 year old brother, so three years ago, ten. I fought him a few times. <laughs> All I'm saying is like. It's a little bit more of a handful than you would think. I think you can do a couple of them, but, but it's if like, there's
0: hordes of them, you'd be yeah. screwed.
2: Yeah. Like, I don't think you could take on much more than like five.
0: I think I could hurt one. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. They're going to take me down at some point, and some 10 year old's going to be underneath me. That guy's screwed. That's,
2: and now Fitz, now Fitz might be able to fight 100 of them if he, if one was underneath, because everybody would be like, I don't want to be underneath Fitz right. now.
0: I I will squish you.
2: Depends on the pace. Are they coming out at like
3: zombie video game pace where you like you get one or two and then the next round starts and you get four or five and then they keep coming like no, we need like, we need rules of engagement i think
0: man. it's like a wave
2: of them like a i think you gotta go in waves of 10. yeah like
0: a big crowd of them
2: and if that's the case i'm making it one wave probably not even a full like
0: wave. like you're at a concert and the gate the
2: whole fence falls down and all bunch of 10 year olds charge you it's like that video at the cowboys game when the the playoff game <laughs> yeah. when the doors opened and everybody, <laughs> and everybody ran for the standing room area it depends on how
3: quickly you can take out the first five.
0: if you can, so make you can it, take
3: out the first five, you can probably take out the next five. And it, then after that... Now, here's my question.
0: See. If you make it a good example of
2: one or two, the rest will run away. They're 10-year-olds. <laughs> but what do you mean? By take five. them out. I mean... Are you killing them? No, no. Oh, you got to kill them. Oh, you got to kill them. They're
1: going to get up.
2: It's going to go from 10 to 20 and then from 20 to 30.
0: Oh, you got to snap one in half and make a message.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) You got to make it clear to those 10 year olds. Don't mess with Riley Gates. I just snapped a 10 year old in half. Don't come back for more.
1: Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.